Let's try it. Hey everybody, welcome to Carolina Chronicles, stories of UNC student life. Your spot to learn more about what life is like at UNC Chapel Hill from the perspective of the students who go here. My name is Sophia, I'm a freshman studying biology and English. I'm Jake, I'm a stats major and I'm currently a junior. I'm Austin, I'm a senior studying chemistry. I'm Pallavi, I'm a sophomore and I study InfoSci. In this episode we'll discuss STEM versus humanities students. What is everyday life like for them? What are their goals? And more importantly, is one better than the other? So clearly we're all STEM majors, but to keep the perspectives in this podcast balanced, we went around and did a bunch of interviews from our friends. So let's hear some of their perspectives. For sure. First off, let's see how humanities and STEM students spend their days. How many hours a day do humanities majors spend on their work? I'd say maybe like two, three hours. I'd say like each day I do about mm, three to four hours of homework. Yeah, um, well, with the humanities majors, it's a lot, it's very reading heavy. Um, probably not as heavy as a workload as STEM majors or not in the same way STEM is more like technical but I'd say you know they're both they can both be fairly difficult I wouldn't weigh one more than the other okay so clearly uh humanities majors spend around like two or three hours give or take and our survey argued with that as well yeah, I can kind of see their points about humanities having a lot more readings and essays. I definitely see that in my English major. Um, you know, STEM, you might have something more like practice problems, but the bulk of the work for humanities is definitely more like writing creative based. Yeah, I guess when you look at it from the STEM perspective, a lot of the work that hu the humanities majors have to do with the reading assignments and all of that, it's a lot different from what most STEM kids have to do. And I think maybe part of the disconnect between STEM and humanities overall is because they don't understand the workloads that each uh, person has. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just different types of work, so it warrants different like time, pretty much. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, can you actually like tell us what do you kind of do for your stat major most days for homework? Yeah, sure. So I would say I'm in a different position than a lot of stats kids because I don't necessarily take that many credit hours per semester, and I don't get that overwhelmed with my homework, but I would say I still consistently have about two to three hours of homework on a normal day. And then near things like midterm week, you know, I'll have like a ton of studying and a ton of homework to do. So it really just depends on when the assignments are due and what the overall workload looks like for me. Yeah, it's kind of similar for the chem major as well. Um, so we have our daily homework as usual, like every STEM major. Um, and then your midterms, you just grind a few days before that. And then if you're taking like a chem lab, you're gonna have to grind on that for like at least five, six hours the day before. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm technically a STEM major as well because I'm an info science major. And in those types of classes, we don't really have homework every day. It's a lot more project-based, but we just have to spend a lot of time on it. So I end up spending more time every day, but it's not necessarily the same as like chem majors or stats majors who might have like daily homework or have to study constantly towards like an exam. I don't really have to do that. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think for biology too, we've got the daily homework and it's definitely more like problem sets um, than you would have any sort of readings. I guess you do have readings as well to figure out the problem sets, but it's more trying to teach you the concept. Um, but yeah, it honestly sounds kind of similar to what some of the English majors had to say. Yeah, so we interviewed one person who had a good take on this. Maybe not a lot of people, like, really get, or they think English majors kind of stupid. 
to be honest and call it kind of worthless but like I feel like reading and writing skills is going to be something that like right now I just don't really know what avenue I'm going to go down and so that's going to help me no matter what I do in life and so I think that a lot of people that I talk to here say they hate writing stuff and I'm and well you're going to have to do that for the rest of your life to be honest so I think it's indicative of like it's a lot of time management so and that's a skill that people need yeah and there was also that second person in the recording who talked a lot about kind of feeling overwhelmed almost it seemed like it seemed like in their stem classes they had a lot of work to do and they just felt like they didn't have enough time they didn't have enough um resources almost and it felt like getting good grades and like progressing in their major was more of a function of being able to absorb and like test well on stuff just as fast as possible I guess, as opposed to actually learning, which was really interesting, kind of sad, not going to lie. Yeah, and to build off of that, I would say that the pace of a lot of classes here is very high compared to where they might have come from before, whether it be high school or anywhere else. And I think sometimes you can run into this issue where if you want to really do good in a class and do good on the exams, you have to sacrifice learning, you know, and having time to make those mistakes and just just to get that good grade that you want. And I, I don't necessarily think it's productive to the overall idea of learning. It's more of just about, can I study this specific thing to get a good grade? Yeah, for sure. I think, especially with STEM classes, like heavy on material that's really fast paced like that, I feel like a lot of people get caught up in memorization, which kind of sucks because a lot of people just want to actually pursue what they're studying, but to memorize everything kind of devalues it. Yeah, and because of that fast-paced nature of STEM classes, uh, the readings for it in general is like really like depends on the professor. So some classes can be like um, a lot of work, a lot of reading, and you just don't have time for it. And if you don't do it, it's just like what's going on when you get into class. And the other classes, the professor will like teach you everything you need to know in class. So it's really professor-heavy. Yeah, I do think a lot of the STEM classes depend on what kind of a professor you get. Like, I know in Chem 101 right now, I have a couple of friends who are in a section with a different teacher, and they just, like, like they go to their class, whatever, to get the participation points, and then they just come sit in on my lecture because they think that teacher's better and stuff like that. And it's, I mean, it's the exact same content. It's theoretically the same homework, the same slides. The professor can really make the difference. Yeah, a lot of my friends honestly just seem to like self-study, but they just go to class for literally like the participation credit, but they're just like teaching themselves. I will say one of the best professors I've ever had here, he kind of forced you to go to class, not from like a participation points thing, but he didn't post his notes online. You know, he would write everything on a chalkboard. He was really old school like that. And he really was also super good at teaching the class that way. So I think it was productive for learning if you're able to get your students into class and really build off of the content from the textbooks in class or teach it there as opposed to making them memorize these things on their own. Yeah, I feel like being in class, I don't know, it's different if you're just flipping through a Quizlet versus like in class having the discussion. I definitely feel like I learn more. Even like with the recording of class, I don't know if it's just me, but like it could be the same content and I just feel so disengaged. Yeah. Okay, and I think humanities classes are probably really different with going to class and all that. And what I will say about that, obviously, I'm not a humanities major, but from a lot of the gen ed classes I've taken, I think it's a completely different style because there's a lecture component of it where you basically have this professor that really knows what they're talking about, just standing up there talking to a class for 50 minutes or however long it is. 
And there's also a recitation aspect of it where you have a TA that helps you usually recap the things that you learned in class. And I kind of like both of those learning structures. I think it's a little bit better than the way STEM does it overall because they do a better job of delivering the content to you and not making you find the content. That, that might just be my opinion, though. Yeah. In a sense, I feel like it's still also professor heavy because it depends on how your professor lectures, I guess, and like how engaging they are. And also, I feel like humanities classes are more discussion based. So going to class has like a different way to it, whether it's like good or bad. It just depends on if you're like opinionated on the subject, maybe. Yeah, and just going back to Jake's point, I think um, even though you're not a humanities major, like I think that's at least totally true in the English classes I've taken so far. Um, like I think maybe having so much structure in some classes and so much discrete information you have to get through can maybe like hinder things versus, you know, with a lot of humanities teachers, like they're so passionate about it. They're able to really like deliver the lecture and deliver the content in a way that makes sense to them and just guide you through it in a way that's uh, really different, maybe more effective. I'm not really sure. It's just like so different. It's kind of hard to compare in my head and actually determine which one's more effective, I guess. Sometimes yeah. I feel like it's based on how engaged students are and how interested they are in the subject. Because I feel like I see some kids thinking like certain lectures are corny just because like the professor's super animated about it. And then some people are just really interested because them being so excited about it kind of rubs off on everyone. Yeah, and I feel like for humanities classes, you really get the most out of it when you actually go to class because they don't usually post uh, notes afterwards or anything like that. Right. So you kind of have to go to class to just understand what's going on, at least from my experience. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. You can't do the STEM student, like, just watching the recordings at home, whatever. Like, nothing's going to really come of that at all. Also, I feel like humanities classes usually have a more chill vibe to them. Yeah, I agree with that. Um from my experience, uh, some of the biochem classes I've taken, people are like on edge all the time, scrambling to take notes, having anxiety in class. Whereas in humanities classes, you're just chilling and then you can say something if you want, if you have anything to take on it. Yeah, and building off of that, I think it's less about the type of class, whether it's STEM versus humanities, but more about what is kind of the successful thing that you have to do during lecture. Like if it's about taking notes, and taking notes is a big part of the class because you need to study for exams, then of course the class is going to be tense. Of course, they're going to be, a lot of people are going to be writing, trying to get everything down from the slides or the textbook or whatever. And I think that there is also a source of tension in humanity classes as well, especially in the smaller ones where professors aren't afraid to cold call on you or ask you for your opinion on something that you may not really know about or care about, to be honest. Oh, that's, that's real. I hate cold calling. But yeah, I feel like in general, STEM classes are more likely to, you know, be a setting where you have to sit there, take notes, like make sure you're not missing anything. Um, yeah, that can be like really stressful a lot of the time. I don't know. I feel like there's such an urge to be competitive. There's actually someone had a really good quote about this. Yeah, I think within the STEM fields, there is often this like urge to overwork yourself or um I think it's a combination of students who are very competitive, but also programs that aren't necessarily taught the best or are sort of emphasized as like things that should be difficult. Um, I know in my experience that there's definitely times where I feel like certain classes are made harder than they need to be. Um, and I think that leads to this sort of culture of like overworking yourself, constantly trying to study, not really leaving time for other things. And it's like, it doesn't have to be like that, you know? 
So yeah, you can definitely have that like kind of overworked, like scrambling to take all the notes vibe in humanities classes. But, you know, I think it can also, it just depends on the setting. It depends on the teacher. I feel like most of the time it just ends up being like more of a cold calling, like sharing your opinion situation, which is, you know, just as valuable, but very different in terms of the pressure that it puts on the student, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, especially if you haven't done the reading for the class. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I feel like, especially if you haven't done the reading, then the cold calling sucks because you just have to bullshit on the spot. And, like, good also because then they ask you questions. Very relatable because I don't often do the readings, but it builds character when you get cold called on yeah. and you just have to, like, come up with something. I think yeah. it's honestly that's honestly one of the best skills I've gotten out of college is right. just being able to come up with something on the fly that I didn't know about at all. There you have it, folks. UNC is great at getting you to just, you know, learn how to bullshit things. Yeah, and STEM can be a little tough for a lot of re other reasons, like class recordings. If you don't go to class or just try decide to skip class, uh, you can watch the recordings. And sometimes before midterms, you have to like cram before them and watch like 10 lectures in one day. I just did it last week for my bio exam. <laughs> yeah, um, the work can certainly pile up very easily if you're not good with time management. It's just like... It's so much easier to get behind in a STEM class, I feel like, than it is to get behind in a humanities class, mm -hmm. from what I've seen. Yeah. yeah, I think some of that, obviously, you know, might be down to time management for just the student. But even if you're, like, really trying to manage your time a lot and, like, really staying on top of everything, there's just so much content, I feel like, all the time for, like, you know, my bio class and chem class, those are basically the only two STEM classes I'm taking this semester. And I have, like just a bunch of readings before each of those classes and you know obviously five class meetings a week um you know with both of those combined and then you've got all the like problem sets afterwards so it's just like really stressful in some ways like I can totally see why a lot of people say they're like really overworked from that in fact um you know I remember this one student having a quote from our interviews where they basically talked about they just didn't really have time for much else a lot of the time yeah, so I guess that's kind of like some of the more depressing sides of STEM. Yeah, because I've heard also that um, sometimes in really hard STEM classes, people don't help each other out in classes like they do in other ones. Like they give people wrong answers and stuff like that just because they want to have the highest grade in the class, which is genuinely crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of that really comes down to the fact that a lot of really hard STEM classes here are subject to a curve when you have exams and stuff. So right. when you're comparing students directly to each other, they don't really become like teammates. They're more like competitors and they kind of compete against each other for the best scores so that they're on the, the fair end of the curve, you know, where they're above the average and they can, you know, increase their grade. Nobody wants to be below average on an exam in STEM because right. then you can, because then the curve is not as favorable to you. Yeah, I agree. I've also seen a lot of people like feel so insecure and embarrassed that they don't tell their friends their grades because they're just so ashamed of it because people also lie about their grades because that's a whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. That hurts. I feel like I don't know, like I feel like that can really I guess almost just make me feel like an imposter sometimes, like imposter syndrome, whatever. Like I just feel like you know sometimes you really did badly on like some assignment or whatever and everyone's walking around after a stem midterm like oh like i got a 98 or like a 92 or whatever um pardon that terrible impression and it's just like i don't know it really sucks like i think a lot of the people here for stem 
are here because like we are uh, UNC is a pretty good STEM school. Like I remember I came here because I'm pre-med and I searched it and it was like top 10 pre-med schools, UNC. Wow. And then you get all the STEM majors, you know, not even just the pre-meds like trying so hard. And then on top of that, they're like lying to other people about their grades, like make you feel kind of shitty. And then they're, you know, giving you even the wrong answer sometimes to improve their spot on the curve. It's just like a lot. Yeah. I also like going off the imposter syndrome thing. I've heard people like like some of my friends make fun of like the type of character, I guess, where they'll be like, oh, I got a 98. What'd you get? And then the other person will get like a 46 and they'll be like, oh, my God, that's so good. Even though it's like obviously <laughs> like ass. But it's just like because it's all just comparison. It's like very based in comparison, I guess, the competition. Yeah. yeah and there was like a lot of people who said they have imposter syndrome in the in the surveys we did and the interviews. Yeah, I remember like going through the interviews, you know, by now you guys have probably figured out this is a class project. So we were going through the interviews, um, trying to like subdivide them. And one of our divisions was like imposter syndrome, actually. So it kind of seems like it's, you know, might be kind of common on campus, which isn't particularly inspiring. Like, I don't know, like we are ultimately here to learn and to like develop into healthy, like hopefully happy human beings. And like, first off, you know, trying to give people the wrong answers and make sure they don't do well isn't going to help people in the long term for like actually succeeding at whatever jobs they do like that's not indicative of the real world at all even okay one of my bio teachers is always trying to like encourage group work trying to not encourage sharing of answers with like in specific instances tries to make that um just as prevalent as he can because he's like you know real science like never happens in a vacuum never happens just as an individual Mm -hmm. it's always a team effort you guys need to learn to work with each other and like i don't know some of the culture is teaching you to step on other people and like not work with them and just making you sad so that's not great i think part of it too is it's just the fact that it's unc it's a big school i mean twenty five thousand people attend school here and a lot of them are extremely smart and i feel like everybody got in here because they had either some kind of competitive application or they're they're here for some reason that makes them special right and i, th- I think sometimes it's really really hard to look at everybody here and really feel like you belong when you see a lot of people that are excellent at what they do, you know? Yeah, I often talk about it with, like, other people as in, it's like a bubble, like, you feel like imposter syndrome inside, but, like, compared to the rest of everything, it's not like we're stupid, like, I don't know. Yeah. We got here for a reason, I guess. No, you're totally right, like, we're all here for a reason, we're all quote-unquote special, but, like, you look around at everyone who's got all these, like, great achievements and stuff, and it's like, wow, you don't really feel, like, special or whatever anymore. Yeah. And I just think, you know, it's probably even worse for the humanities students. So I guess it's actually kind of cool that, um, you know, you have so many humanities majors who are choosing their, you know, I guess that's, like, inspiring to see. There's uh, obviously a lot of people here who are really passionate about what they're doing and what they're going to use their major for ultimately in their career. Yeah, I think that's one, like, difference between humanities and STEM majors. A lot of the times, humanity majors tend to do things that they're passionate about and, like, just are genuinely interested in and, like, probably their hobbies as well. Versus with STEM majors, it's a lot of times um, career-oriented and more based on if they can make money with it, which are, which is to, not to say that like either one of them is better because they're both fair things to value in life. It's just 
different, I guess. And it's not to say that STEM majors aren't passionate about what they study, right. because I think some of the most passionate people I've ever met about their studies are STEM majors. And I think what they do is sometimes they sacrifice what they really, really want to learn about for a little bit more practicality. And sometimes you don't see that with the humanities majors. Sometimes they have less of a, an idea of what direction they're going to go with their studies as opposed to some STEM majors. But I think that might just be more a difference in the way people think between the differences between STEM and humanities. Yeah, that's another thing. I think even when STEM, STEM majors are passionate about what they want to do, it's also kind of just the broader culture around STEM, especially in academia. It's just naturally more career oriented. Like they have a lot of things that you use in, like on the job as a STEM person, like in the professional world. So I think even when you are very passionate about it, it just doesn't translate always. Like, because there's just so much work heavy, career heavy stuff that you're doing all the time. I get what you're saying. I want to maybe like disagree a little bit, but kind of staying on the same vein. Like, I think a lot of the humanities majors who we talked to had like a very well thought out plan. Like, I don't think it's necessarily that, um, you know, they're just studying what they're passionate for and kind of trading off, you know, like the career practicality part. Well, actually, I think they are somewhat trading off the practicality part. I think like their plans a lot of the time, um, not that it's like too, mm, I think my STEM major like I think stereotypes overall, are showing, but like there's yeah. kind of just a little bit of a um, trade off. It's like, hey, that might not be the most practical. Like I think STEM majors, it's like, even if something goes horribly terrible wrong, there's always going to be like a backup. Like we're more career oriented in the sense that um, like we know kind of that we're going to be set versus like their plans. They're, you know, pretty well laid out, but like there's a lot more variability almost like that's where the practicality in career paths kind of feels different to me at least. Yeah. And I also feel like maybe some of our quotes covered this, but I also feel like it's also just about like work life balance or like school life balance to some people like me personally. I don't have like an in like my Info science, which is the major I'm doing, is technically STEM, but it's not, like, very, very STEM heavy. So I don't feel like, like, some people tell me that it's not practical because it's, like, a very broad subject. And, like, a lot of people can do different things with it. So it's, like, very vague, I guess. But I don't think that makes it really any less practical because I know what I want to do with it. So it's also that. I feel like it's just kind of person to person, like whether they have an idea about what they want to do with their passion or whatnot. Yeah, Yeah. and I agree with you because I think statistics is very similar into where it's very broad and it can be applied to a lot of different things. And I think that's part of the reason why I chose it as a major because I wanted it to apply to a bunch of different things because I wasn't necessarily passionate about statistics itself, but I was passionate about the opportunities that it could provide for me. Yeah, and like what you can do with it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, it's just balancing the practicality versus ex- like having the a- absolute passion to study the subject. Yeah. So that balance is different for everybody. And sure. I think I think it's just maybe slightly different between STEM and humanity majors as a whole, but also varies between person yeah, to person. I think, so. Yeah, I feel like um, feeling like someone is career-oriented might like – some for some people feel like it aligns with practicality but that might not always be true because I feel like 
even if you're a humanities major and your dream is to be like an actor or something, that is a career that you're oriented to. Sure. But like to a lot of people, that's like, oh, that's not practical. Yeah. So it's also just the, the bigger culture around the idea of practicality and um, career orientedness, I guess, because it's not always aligned. Yeah. No, I think that um, that makes a lot of sense. I also want to point out in our interviews and in the survey, uh, we asked, you know, are there any like stereotypes against people in STEM? And I think it's interesting that we're talking so much about career oriented because even from within STEM majors, uh, a lot of the respondents said, yeah, like we think STEM people are really career oriented. That didn't pop up as much for humanities majors. Um, But I mean, I do think I know a lot of people who are very career-oriented in humanities, I think our interviews kind of prove that, like, what you just said, Pallavi, like, that's kind of the epitome of it, like, an actor is still very career-oriented, it's just a career that's seen as maybe a bit more volatile and being able to, it's often considered more of, like, a dream, that doesn't mean it's not career-oriented, though. Right, and even if it is, like, seen as impractical to some people, I guess it's, like, well, what do you think success is? And then what do you think a work-life balance is? Because you can be an actor, but maybe you're not in, like, an Oscar movie. But you know what I mean? Like, it could also just be whatever you consider success to be in that field. And then also how much of your life you want to dedicate to your work. And I, I think part of that goes back to the fact that a lot of people with STEM careers, usually when you ask them about their career goals, it's a very set path. And I know we've said that humanities people can have set paths as well but it seems like stem majors in general they know exactly what they have to do to get to where they want to be with their career and i think part of that is maybe desiring the the safety and the comfort of knowing this is exactly what i want to do after college this is roughly exactly what i'm going to be making and there's not really that much room for volatility you know and i think yeah. i think that's where a lot of the disconnect comes from because humanities majors it might be a little bit different for them no that yeah. makes a lot of sense i think um i might be you know my perspective might be like a little skewed so i'm a bio and english major and i'm pre-med and like the biology obviously like plays into the pre-med side but like i'm doing the english i'm actually doing like the health humanities concentration so like that also plays into pre-med so maybe it's just that all my friends in the english department who are also pre-med and, like, trying to get into that are as career-oriented. But I really feel like, you know, some of it might just have to do with uh, people's different definitions of, like, success and different definitions of, like, I guess just, like, ascribing successful to the word career-oriented. Like, you're kind of making a projection of how successful someone's going to be. You know, maybe, like, in STEM, it was like, oh, you're trying to be a statistician and, like, how successful that career goal is going to be. Yeah. Okay, this might be on a tangent, but I was kind of thinking about how also it just has to do with how early you decide your career to some extent, because a lot of people like hobbies and passions are things you kind of like know about yourself early on. But like whether you want to pursue that as your job depends on so many factors at home. And then also like, yeah, again, like what you think is valuable, like success wise, but also just whether or not you find what you're interested in. Like, if you didn't know that you were interested in, like, bio or stats or, like, something like that, then, like, maybe you would just go with whatever you're passionate about and good at. And, like, vice versa also. Like, if you never, like, found out something that you're very passionate about. I know, a kid, like, so many kids that are just like, oh, I'll just do CS because, like, I don't know. Yeah, I fall into that second category. Yeah. I'm kind of like that, too, where 
I don't necessarily know what I'm passionate about, but I decided to just look at it from kind of an objective perspective of what I think I could be successful at with a career. So it's, yeah. I think there's a combination of going with things that I thought I was good at and also something that I could see myself being passionate about doing in the future. And that's a balance that everyone has to kind of have. Yeah, I feel like uh, no matter if you're STEM or humanities here, like the work-life balance is kind of at the forefront of everyone's mind. Like, you know, one of the big stereotypes against STEM students is just they sit in Davis Library all day and do nothing. By the way, do either of you guys fall into that? Yeah. No, I've been there like maybe five times and I've been here for three years. I'm not oh, even really? like a, yeah. I'm not even like STEM heavy STEM major. And I, yeah, I'm just there all the time. Oh. I think it's just where I don't like I don't like studying at Davis, but that okay, that's, that's a whole fair. separate issue for a separate podcast. So, <laughs> are you maybe just like do you spend a lot of time studying? Do you think? Yes, I just don't like Davis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I don't like Davis, but I spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Anyways, but it doesn't it doesn't ultimately matter. A lot of these really are just stereotypes, just because maybe some of us fit them and some other people maybe you know don't like doesn't actually mean much because you know like whether you're stem or humanities these are all just kind of things that a lot of us have to deal with like i know i know some humanities people who definitely spend a lot of time in davis and i know some humanities people who spend no time and i know some stem people who do and don't like it's just you know the disconnect is less i feel like extreme than a lot of people think and i, I feel like a lot of the things we've talked about kind of show that yeah, if anything, I feel like these disciplines, STEM and humanities, they don't actually exist in the real world. It's all just job positions or whatever major you're doing. And I feel like people categorize people as what they could be, depending on the major or subject. But the types of knowledge in each are just different, and it requires different work and different type of thinking. And so it's just a different type of difficulty because of that. And then... People in general are just very interdisciplinary in their interests because you're like a person. You're not a stereotype or like the major you choose or the position you do for work. And this kind of like STEM versus humanities culture only really seems to be prominent in college where majors are so attached to someone's identity and what someone is knowledgeable about. Yeah, I can see your point. The first question I'm always asked is like, oh, like, what's your name? Where do you live? What's your major? But um. You know, like, you're, you're really right. Like, even if it's different skills and different, like, forms of work, if you're not going to go into a field like scientist um, or, like, stati statistician or whatever, like, you really just end up getting a lot of the same jobs. I mean, I guess if you go into academia, I can see why, you know, that distinction might kind of persist. But have you guys ever heard that saying that, like, your major, your college and grades don't really matter after your first job? And you know, once you get, like, hired, it doesn't matter for your second job. They're just going to look at your first job, your experience, stuff like that. Yeah. I have heard that, and I would say I believe that as well. Like, the, the more that I've gone through college and gone through this whole journey of it, I think that it's very applicable to the way the real world works nowadays and the way jobs are given out to people. Also, I think it's important to realize a lot of people being interviewed are passionate about their goals and the decisions they're making to reach those goals. So ultimately, everyone is at UNC for the same reasons. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if it's humanities or STEM. Like. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on our discussions on STEM versus humanities at UNC. If you want to learn more, make sure to check out our other podcast episodes and all the other content on the Hill Life page. Thanks for listening.